Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show on FanDuel. And it might be getting cold, but the sports calendar is heating up. That's why it's the best time of the year. There's so much different place to bet on. Whether you want to bet on the World Cup, you want to bet on uh, the NBA, the NFL, college football, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. Uh, they have great exclusive offers, boosts. You get paid fast when you win. And they have all the different ways you can play money line, over-unders, totals, props, future and with live betting you can jump in even if you get to your phone late and who doesn't love a good same game parlay plus FanDuel now live in Maryland and never forget that's what Maryland does crab cakes football and FanDuel so use promo code snaps and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more Yo, what's happening, everybody? Welcome in uh, to this Monday edition of Snaps here on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Also, if you're listening on podcasts, what up? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we love doing Snaps. We're very happy to have you here. I am your host, T-Bob Abair, uh, joined by the new father of two uh, SEC record holder, QB1, UGA great, Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, man? How the bags under the eyes looking? I mean, we're a little puffy right now. Uh, I was using my wife's like machine to take the soreness out, uh, but no, 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 so, we're doing good. We're doing wow. good. We're doing good. Listen, That's so QB one wow using me. the eye wow bag. You look. You have to go on big time TV. I get it. I look like a. This corpse is big time TV. Somehow, I look like a corpse that is somehow walking right now. Um, I feel awful. 
today. I don't know what's going on. I woke up and took a shower in the middle of last night because I was just drenched in sweat. And then I woke up like violently shivering this morning. Uh, look at these eye bags, dude. It ain't good, dude. We'll see. Um, negative for flu and COVID, so that's good. Congrats, though, Aaron. Um, I mean, we had the show Friday, but that was just kind of a quick best bets. Uh, how is it going from uh, one to two kids? Oh, man, it's it's different. For those who do have multiple kids, you know, it's it's man on man now. Like today was the prime example this morning. Maddox was a little under the weather this weekend. So uh, we didn't send the to school today. So it was okay. You got Maddox in the morning. I got Miles because uh, obviously yes. I have to do the feeding and whatnot. So it's no longer, yes. hey, I got to go take a couple calls. You get Maddox for an hour. I get Maddox for an hour when he's home. Uh, it's, it's, you get one, I get one. Uh, so a lot of, uh, little man time, which I love, don't get me wrong, love part-time with little man. But, uh, during the week when we got shows, it gets a little bit tight, a little day gets condensed yeah. a little bit T Bob. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you on that. Uh, we got, we got babies in the air, dude. Uh, one of our moderators, mm -hmm. Bilbo T Baggins just had his first child. Huge congrats to him. And uh, it's such a funny name to say Bilbo T Baggins while being sincere. Um, and then, uh, and then obviously on Friday, I'm going to have my third kid. So I have to feel better, but I'm going to feel better. And look, I want to be clear about something. I came into work today. Okay. on both my morning show and this show. Cause I don't want Jimbo Fisher and those goddamn Aggies to think that they ran me off after that embarrassment saturday night as uh somebody in the chat logan says uh t -Bob, it looks like you're taking the loss pretty well uh no i'm not it was t-bob still hung over from the loss that's that's what it is he's he's it was he's it was feeling, he's feeling saturday night miserable that's the thing i didn't even go that hard saturday. that doesn't matter it's, it's an absolutely miserable loss it's the one thing that lsu could not afford to do in terms of upsetting fans or kind of taking away a lot of the good as this season it doesn't mean a ton in the end and overall you're kind of in the Tennessee position now, Aaron, where you got to do the mental gymnastics and be like, okay, you know what? On balance, still a very good season. Never would have yeah. thought that, uh, you know, you go neither, you win the West, blah, 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 blah. But I'd be lying if I said it didn't hurt that you had a chance to ruin A&M and break them and send to the bottom. Instead, you give them some modicum of hope. You have now lost your New Year's Six game and likely given that to Alabama or maybe even worse, Maybe even giving them another playoff opportunity. I mean, it was shit. It was complete shit. But guess what? It's not going to stop the Tigers from crapping all over your Bulldogs this weekend because all it was was a little, uh, we're just trying to get Georgia. Because, look, the problem is when Georgia focuses in, they're very dangerous this year, yes. okay? So, LSU, you ever heard of playing possum, right, where you play dead? LSU trying to look as unthreatening and uninteresting as possible. Hell, that A&M offensive line, where would you have trashed here on the show if they could push LSU around? Oh, well, surely Georgia's going to be no problem. Georgia goes sleepwalking in the dome. They're at home, all these sorts of things. And that's when BK has a right where he wants you, dude. So watch out, Aaron Murray. Well, the, the, rumor, the rumors is a, 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 the rumor is A&M's been playing possum all year, anticipation of beating LSU, too. Like, that was their goal. Like, <laughs> exactly, hey, no. let's suck for 11 games. But our new big rivalry in the SEC is, is, is LSU. We want to make sure we win that game. So let's just be awful at the line of scrimmage. Let's have all these issues at quarterback. And let's talk about Jimbo getting fired. But then at the end, 
<laughs> we're going to ruin LSU and their hopes. I mean, how shitty is it for LSU fans, yourself including? That's why you feel so bad this morning or this afternoon. You, with everything going on, Clemson losing. Um, yeah. with Ohio State getting blown out by Michigan, which we'll, we'll discuss that too a little bit. Uh, make sure you go do you check out T-Bob's uh, reactions to some of those early games if you missed that over the weekend. But uh, LSU had an opportunity to really force the hand of the committee and yeah. say, yes, there's never been a two-loss team make the playoff, but we just won the SEC. It's kind of a crap show year of, of, of I would say, good teams, maybe not elite teams as we've seen in years past. Why don't we deserve an opportunity to be in the final four? So regardless, if, if, if LSU for somehow, if every Georgia player wakes up with the flu this weekend and LSU goes out there versus Georgia's third team in walk-ons and wins 50 to nothing, LSU would still not make the playoffs because of the yeah. loss this weekend. Like that is, yeah. I mean, that has to be just eating you up it's inside knowing you squandered that opportunity to even give yourself a chance to make the playoffs because you lost to the freaking Aggies, one of the worst teams mm -hmm. in the SEC this year. Mm. I feel yeah, you, T. It's insane. For you. It's insane Sad. because if you've watched snaps too, you've kind of known that throughout the entire year, I kept expecting A&M to have that weekend when it came together, and I finally <laughs> relented after the UMass game. I'm like, you know what? It ain't going to happen. And then, of course, right when I started to believe that, it freaking happens, dude. Uh, no, so it sucks. But look, we, we don't need to talk about LSU because they're relevant now to the larger yeah. college football conversation. Uh, I'm excited for the SC Championship, and plenty of trash will be talked this week. But we must start earlier in the chat. We had a uh, go blue uh, from someone. And uh, there we go, Jay Wadley. And shout out to everybody joining us for the first time. If you're uh, on the Volume Sports YouTube channel, please hit the like button, subscribe. Um, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Promo code SNAPS gets you excellent sign-up deals. Also shows the bosses that you know you're there because of SNAPS. And if you're listening on pod, rate it, review it, share it with your friends. All that helps please the algorithmic gods that uh, rule our existence. Uh, so, Aaron, uh, the big game of the weekend, though, watched by 17 million people. 17 million you. for context. College is underrated, T-Bob. It's underrated, man. They need more money. Yeah, TV it's deals. the most watched game uh, since 2011, which I believe actually might have been the game of the century that I played in was about 20 million. Uh, but mm. but to give you some context. For so T-Bob T -Bob, T -Bob, T -Bob, yeah. brought up the numbers so he could work in that uh, 2011 you like game that? for those listening. You yeah. like that? Dude? Yeah, it's very like subtle, very subtle. <laughs> Nice. You know, not. I mean, you know, I don't know if you ever played in front of twenty mil, but uh, I mean, I did. So, um, yeah. seventeen million people. You know who didn't play in front of seventeen million people? The U.S. soccer team. And let's not hear stateside. Fifteen million for USA England on Friday. Wow. To your point, Aaron, we love us some college or university mm. American football, and uh, and it was a classic American battle. Michigan, Ohio State. We talked about it all week long. No two teams had ever faced ranked or in the top five more often. And uh, for a second year in a row, Michigan dominates Ohio State. I mean, breaks the will of Ohio yeah. State. Now, crucially, it's in a setting where there could be no excuse for the Buckeyes this year. Okay. Last year, oh, it was snowing. Oh, it was in the big mm -hmm. house. Oh, like all this stuff. Okay. Okay. It was beautiful perfect 50 plus degree weather which might as well be 70 where they live 
Uh, it was in the shoe. Uh, Blake Corum, Michigan's best player, the player that we thought that if they didn't have him, he would be dead in the water. The team would be. Blake Corum didn't even play. Like, it is Michigan had every excuse to lose this game. And not only did they win it, but by the end, again, they had broken Ohio State over their knee. It was a dominance mm-hmm. that was a sight to behold. And now all of a sudden, the full resurrection of Jim Harbaugh and that Michigan program is complete as it looks like in all likelihood they will be back-to-back Big Ten champs with back-to-back playoff appearances. Just an unreal job by Michigan on Saturday. Oh, it was uh, a different brand of football. I mean, Coach Harbaugh's you know, he made the decision, screw everyone wanting me to run this style of offense that just isn't my personality. I'm not going to be able to out-recruit Ohio State and in and, and the skill positions. I'm not going to be able to bring in the, the five-star receivers and the guys that run four twos and four threes and run a spread offense and go up tempo and the RPOs. Like, you know, he sprinkles of that in, but what can we do? We can be more physical. We can win the line of scrimmage on offense. We can win the line of scrimmage on defense. And we can punch them in the mouth. We can show them what Big Ten hard-nosed football is all about. And that's how we're going to win in this rivalry. And you've seen it now for two straight years. They're the more physical team. They're the team that punches you in the mouth the very first play to the very last play. And they just wear and wear and wear and wear you down. You saw some of those big runs there yeah. in the fourth quarter when essentially Ohio State said no moss. Like we we've been punched enough. We've gone 10, 12 rounds. We don't want any more of this Michigan football team. And second straight year, regardless of the temperature, you said it, it wasn't snowing. It was a beautiful day. It was a day that we said, hey, if you had a if you had a perfect day for Ohio State, 50s, sunny, at home. Go out there and do your thing. C.J. Stroud, go win you the damn Heisman. Go beat Michigan and then lead your team to the playoff. And they played well on defense, Michigan. And obviously, once again, you know, J.J. McCarthy. I, 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 will, I will apologize right now to J.J. Uh, somewhat of apology. This will be a half-ass apology. You played wow. the best game of your career. <laughs> half-ass because I'm going to say it like this. Those no, receivers no. <laughs> were wide-ass open, T-Bob. They were wide like you feeling like crap today i would would bet money that you could go out there and throw like they were 15 yards behind the dbs of ohio state it's not like he was out there pinpoint accuracy fitting balls in between defenders throwing it just out of the reach of a defender into the arms of a, a receiver no no these guys were running wide ass open so you hit them it's it is harder than than i'm making out to be i get that but um, so so that's why I'm like half-ass apologizing to JJ because I still think that he will be the reason why they don't win a national championship this year. But congratulations on winning. Aaron, a, you sound like every doubter of Stetson last year is how you sound about JJ McCarthy. No, Stetson, Stetson performed. Stetson is a way far better traditional the year. quarterback. Way not way last year better. he wasn't. No, I yes, will say, I, I I I I will say this. Uh, well, first off, from put it on the poll. Is a half-ass apology an apology at all? Like, I don't, it's a bit of like a no offense and then I'm going to insult you, but like, because I said that like, it's still an insult at the end of the day. Like, I don't know if a half-ass apology really counts as any sort of apology, but, but, um, no, look, look, trying to and, be nice. and we, 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 we said this on Saturday. Okay. Um, he is not by any stretch of the imagination as good of a traditional quarterback as cj stroud but 
uh, he did exactly what he needed to do in order to unlock that defense and set yeah. that team up for success in the second half, right? Like Ohio State was clearly selling out to stop the run. All Michigan had to prove was could they take the top off? And they did that three different times. And all of a sudden, Ohio State's having to hang back a little more. And then you have that incredible Michigan offensive line, which won the Joe Moore last year. They're just as good, if not better, this year. Like we said last mm -hmm. week, maybe not even as much NFL talent as the Ohio State offensive line, but nobody plays better as a group. And J.J. McCarthy allowed Michigan to continue to lean, lean, lean. And then, like you said, after repeated body shots, Ohio State won a nothing by the end. I will say this way, I was impressed with J.J. McCarthy, though, Aaron. Again, like you said, it's not in – the traditional avenues of quarterback play. Cause what did he finish? Like 11 of 22 or like 12 of 24? 12. Like of I think 24. he finished like, yeah, 12 of 24. Like that's nothing. It's nothing right home about. That's bad. That's like actually bad nowadays. But again, in terms of the game flow, in terms of making the plays, he made those huge throws when he had to make him. He ran when he had to run it. He gets in the end zone late on that third and goal where he actually runs past his lead blocker just to force his way in there. Like yeah. he did an excellent job of making game winning plays and setting his team up for success. And really, that's exactly what Jim Harbaugh's wanted out of the quarterback position. Like he has yeah. shown you time and time again, he doesn't really want some guy like a CJ Stroud or somebody else they're going to have to rely upon. Uh, to throw it 60 times a game, he wants a guy who can manage, make plays with his legs, and ideally make those uh, kind of game-changing plays. That's exactly what J.J. McCarthy has been all year, and now on the biggest stage yep. against the best opponent. It's exactly what it was once again. And on the other side of the equation, you saw a much better quarterback in C.J. Stroud, who was much worse within the flow of the game and seemed to lose himself yep. more and more as the game went on. And I don't know about you, Aaron, but it definitely felt like um it definitely felt like to me like CJ Stroud was just very confused by what Michigan was showing him at the end. He yeah. didn't go where the he didn't know where to go with the ball when he was hit his back foot. He was hesitant. The, uh, Michigan was getting pressure with just four up front, which is obviously where you want to be as a defensive coordinator. It makes your entire life easier. And so it's it is fascinating to me that you could have two quarterbacks where like CJ Stroud's still a better quarterback. He's still a better NFL prospect. But he wasn't even close to winning this game. And it goes back to what we said about Michigan weeks and weeks and weeks ago. They might be the best team in the country. I don't know if they'll finish number one. But in terms of their strength at all these different position groups, they might be the best team in the country. And that's how it felt on Saturday. I mean, could you have fathomed yeah. at half, if I would have told you that at halftime, Michigan would have 10 rush yards to Ohio State's 120, what would you have thought the score of that game would be? I would not oh, have thought it'd be thought, twenty yeah. to seventeen. No, nope, you'd have thought Ohio nope. State was dominating, right? And and, and then so to come out the second half and then break through and they end up flipping that Michigan rushes for two forty to Ohio State's twenty. It was, mm. I mean they 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 broke them. And and as a, a competitor, a football player, anything, that is the best feeling in the entire world. And once you get a taste of that drug, of that rush, of breaking your opponent's will, especially when it's your most hated opponent, you desperately want to hit that shit again. And it took yep. a year, but they got to hit it again. And then some, and all of a sudden, Ohio State fans are panicking, asking like, is Ryan Day that good? Yada, yada, yada. Well, he, two things. You brought up the set, then you, you brought up, you know, Blake Corm didn't really play. What, two, two, two? two rushes the entire game like that that goes back to like what the perfect recipe for ohio state to dominate this game was beautiful weather at home 
and Corm wasn't playing. You're like, okay, this is yeah. easy. Let me just go put a big bag of money on, on, on Ohio State covering the points. There's no way in hell Michigan's going to go accomplish this game. Yeah, that's, that is you do. I thought you brought up a good point. Two good points. One is defensive structure. You know, how do going back to even when the Bucs took care of Kansas City to obviously this weekend, Ohio State versus Michigan, what, what, what the, the what is the major benefit of of being stout up front of having big ugly guys that are 300 plus pounds that can clog up running lanes what does that give you that gives you the ability to play too high defense that gives you the ability to to give some some uh to, some protection over the top some safeties over the top and yeah you know you always Ohio State got their numbers like the receivers had yards they had receptions that that's great but i didn't see the explosive plays like mm-hmm. if if one team's more explosive than the other, which would you kind of bet? It would probably be Ohio State. They're the passing team. They're going to be able to throw the ball vertically down the field. They can get those 40, 50 yard chunks. If you want to win big time football games, and if you want to win tough games on the road or against a good defense, it's kind of like what I said versus Georgia versus Tennessee a few weeks ago. You got to get explosive plays. Tennessee was not able to get explosive plays versus Georgia. They struggled. Ohio State was not able to get explosive plays versus Michigan. They struggled on offense. Mm-hmm. They got yards. They moved the ball in the red zone, but they couldn't score. It is hard as an offense to move down the football field, especially if you want to be a pass-first offense and not get chunk plays in order to have success and to get seven points on the board. So great job by Michigan. Bend but don't break. Keep everything in front of them tackle well and then make some big plays on the back end when those plays presented themselves that's first and then second this is going to be one of my snaps so it's kind of an early snap for the end of the show oh okay okay mobile quarterbacks in today's game especially in the college game if you don't have one you're doing it wrong let's look at the top four teams right now in college football georgia stetson bennett mobile quarterback Mm -hmm. Mobile court in and outside the pocket can beat you with his legs easily. Michigan, mobile quarterback. TCU, mobile quarterback. USC, my goodness, did he not win the Heisman this weekend? And, and just his swagger and energy from Caleb Williams and his ability to run around and make people look stupid. Mobile quarterback. And then obviously, you know, Bryce Young last year at Alabama, mobile quarterback. If you don't have a guy like that, and I'm not asking for a Kyler Murray. I'm not asking for Lamar Jackson. I'm asking someone that could 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 buy time in the pocket, can move in out and outside, can can uh, escape to be able to create those explosive plays down the field, which we've seen from these quarterbacks year in and year out uh, throughout the season. You have to have one of those guys. Ohio State has not had that in two years, and they've kind of run into a roadblock against Michigan. I think a little bit. I like. I love CJ. Don't get me wrong. CJ is going to be a great pro quarterback. But I think we're starting to see, Ryan Day, you may need to get someone a little bit more like the Justin Fields of the world in order to kind of maybe get to that next step and win a national championship. Yeah, and look, Aaron could say this. Remember, dual-threat quarterback coming out of high school, rushed for seven touchdowns his senior year at Georgia. How about that, dude? And, yes, Dequavius is a uh, mobile quarterback, as uh, some are calling that into question in the in, in the chat. Um, Come on, watch the film. So, so, okay, let's watch the film. Yes. So where was, uh, there was, there was a a comment. Okay, here it goes from Andy J. At the end of the day, this game proves old school football still works just like Georgia surpassing Alabama. Um, Look, I do think there is merit 
to this idea, right? I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of what you see in the NFL is football that if you saw it on the college level, we would describe it as more old school. A lot of times pro style and old school can kind of be used uh, a bit interchangeably. I think that the issue here is that it is, well, look, I think you gain some value in a day and age or maybe everybody is going a bit more finesse and a bit more spread. If you get bigger, stronger, tougher, I think you gain some value from like kind of zigging, everybody zagging. But ultimately, I do think it's just harder to pull off. I think that old school or more pro-style offense is more talent-dependent than uh, some of these schemes that you see on the college level, which just produce numbers no matter what. Only the problem is if you don't run in, and and it it allows you to maybe uh, make up for not having a great offensive line, make up for some deficiencies elsewhere. But yeah, ultimately, if you can recruit, like Georgia has, and if you can recruit like Michigan has, and yeah, maybe you can uh, create that um, it's more easy. Uh, old school success. Well, the, the the spread offense a lot of times, and, and a lot of these RPOs, it's it's just it's numbers. Like if you're a quarterback, if you can count to six yeah. or seven, I guess seven, you're going to have success. You get to the line of scrimmage, you say, okay, four defensive linemen, four, two linebackers in the box, that's six. I got five offensive linemen plus a tight end. That's six for six. I got my running back. Let's run the football. Okay, you want to rotate a safety? You want to bring a nickel off the edge? Boom, I'll pick it up. You got an extra defender in the box. I'll throw the football. It just it makes it really easy on a quarterback with, with these defenses and the disguising and the speed and the coverages and the blitzes to take that off the quarterback and say, hey, all we need you to do is just count the box. If it's a light box, we'll run it. If it's a heavy box, We'll have some pass combination on top of that for you to go out there and get easy completions. So I think that's why you're seeing it more and more and more and more. Use the speed, use the ability to go up tempo, and then use just plain numbers to have success on offense. People are going to gravitate towards that. Uh, And plus, it, it just produces a lot of points. No one wants to be what we've seen from like Kentucky this year. The the yes. super exactly. slow, yes. lethargic... Uh, boring old school offense because uh, you, you're not going to get recruits like that either. Like if I'm a receiver, if I'm a quarterback, if I'm a running back and I watch Tennessee, if I watch Ohio state, uh, if I watch USC, um, Alabama, and then I go watch Kentucky and, and Michigan, I'm be like, why the hell if I'm a quarterback, do I want to go play there when I can go <laughs> score 50 points over here? Yeah. I mean, it, well, and uh, like like Andy J says, he says, agree with everything y'all are saying, just saying that there's uh, more than one way to win. And, and yeah, and you're kind of seeing this throughout football. I mean, the NFL right now is having sort of a weird defensive resurgence where yeah. even though all rule changes for the past decade and a half have been in favor of the offense, like all of a sudden offenses are starting to sputter a bit and scoring's down and People are having to run the ball more. And, and if you ever have played a video game that you really loved, like be it like a Warzone, a Fortnite, a League of Legends, whatever, they always talk about the meta, right? And uh, that's kind of the overall, okay, what strategy is everybody trying to emulate? And we appear to be maybe heading out of a bit on the NFL level, out of a bit of an offensive meta into more defensively focused one. And I'll be interested to see if college football echoes that. But Either way, um, an incredible job by Michigan, uh, beating Ohio State second year in a row, Big Ten champs. Now, Brum, I want to welcome you into the conversation here uh, because you you keep throwing out a lot of, not even subtle, but a lot of Ryan Day shots. 
Um, I don't think that Ohio State fans should be panicking. I don't think Ohio State fans should be panicking on Ryan Day. This is what, his fifth loss as Ohio State's head coach? Uh, Is it just the producer in you, or do do you have legitimate takes and feelings on why Ohio State fans should be a bit upset with Ryan Day? I was Brum there. Brum might not be there. I think Brum is dealing... Brum is Brum is dealing with a lot of construction in his uh, uh, office area right now, so I think he's going to be a little bit tired. No, I, I listen. I'll answer this. Like I think there's frustration because for for so long, and I, I pulled up the Michigan win loss record. Yeah, not even that, but just Michigan for 2006. Michigan under Lloyd Card went 11 and two. Since that season, they've had 10 seasons where they didn't get to double digit wins. So Michigan has been irrelevant for 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 since 2007, really, of being in contention to really yeah. push Ohio State consistently. So you've been the big bully. You've dominated them year after year after year. It's a great rivalry game, but like you've been kicking their ass. And then all of a sudden, you know, your counterpart has figured it out. They're now winning 12 games in a season. They're having success. And it's not only you're not you just can't roll into this rivalry game end of the season and just think it's go it's an automatic W anymore. Like this ain't the Michigan of 2008 or 2008 to 2020. Like the past two years, Coach Harbaugh has put on the field a top five team. So I think as Ohio State fans, you just need to take a step back and say, okay, it's not maybe it's not an us thing, and maybe there's a little bit us, but I do think it's more of a them thing. I think it's more of Michigan has arrived to the party. And they got some dudes, and they got some coaches, and they're ready to compete with you. That's it. Yeah. So simmer down the Ryan Day. He's a great coach. They'll be fine. They got to go in the. They got to get more physical. They do need to get in the portal. They do need to recruit some big guys up front to be able to match that size and strength for Michigan. But this is more of, hey boys, this game every year, it ain't no cakewalk. And next year it's in Michigan, and JJ's back. And hardball's back. You you don't want to lose three in a row. You don't want and and, 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 and Ohio State's losing a lot of talent. They got a lot of talent to replace. Um. Yeah. It's uh, wait. Where 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 was the comment here? Uh, this Brandon Southern ones. Oh, uh, Jay Boogie must be on hot TV. Says yes. We should be concerned with Ryan Day. We look like a Pac-12 school out there. Uh. Here 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 here's the deal though. I would say to Ohio, any Ohio State fans panicking. I certainly understand the disappointment. Since Ryan Day showed up on campus, you have had overwhelming offensive production. You have had overwhelming winning. You've had multiple Big Ten titles. You've had multiple playoff appearances. Unfortunately, at a school like Ohio State, you are judged by national championships. And you don't have that national championship. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Because like Aaron said, Michigan wasn't challenging you. You were all good. You were still going to cruise to the Big Ten every year, and you were going to get another shot each and every year. Well, now you're realizing, oh, no, that road may be a bit tougher. Like, mm-hmm. I I may actually have to overcome one, and then with USC and other teams, maybe even two or three. Yeah. I mean, you got Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin now. Like, maybe I'm going to have to overcome some of these guys. But in the end, I think that works in Ohio State's favor, Aaron. There's a lot of talk about, like, softness. This seems soft, this or that. Well... I mean, I suppose so, but maybe that's also a bit because every single week they just beat the shit out of everybody but by 30. Like, I think losing a couple of these games and needing to 
kind of do some real intense self-evaluation. Okay, where are we going wrong? How is this happening? It might be the best thing long-term for Ohio State. And if Jim Harbaugh can come back from where he was in 2020 and 2019, where everybody was ready to run him, and the Michigan administration said, look, this is just a crazy use of resources to run him. Like, we're not going to do that. We believe him. We're going to stick with him. If he can come back, it's it's well within uh, belief yeah. that Ryan Day and Ohio State come back. So it sounds odd, but at the end of the day, Michigan's rise may actually benefit Ohio State because the whole iron sharpens iron. Like, that's an eternal human truth. Competition. It's just, it's, if it's, you it's, live it's, in America, you're a capitalist. Competition brings out the best in all of us. And, and this will help to make Ohio State better now they, they feel like they just can't sleepwalk their way to the playoff every single year. It's it's uh, We talk about entitled Alabama fans. It's just entitled Ohio State fans. Like They're, they're not yeah. used to someone coming in there and, and stealing their toys. It's like my son, for goodness sakes, we're at the park this morning. Some kid comes up and steals his little lawnmower. He starts throwing a little temper tantrum about to hit the kid in the face. Like, you got to learn to share. You got to learn to play nice. You have to learn that maybe you're not the biggest, baddest MFer out there. It's okay. Breathe. Relax. I'm, su- you're gonna I'm be surprised fine. you didn't hit him with the, with the classic Aaron. Don't be a little bitch. Go get your Ooh, toy back. Bitch. Oh, I, I did say that to him. Uh, I said, go get it. You want to go get that damn toy. Go get it. You're bigger than him. I don't, I don't think my son realizes that he's like, looks like a left guard and uh, he's he is significantly bigger than most kids his age. So I was like, just go get it from him if you want it. Don't be scared. Look, if he looks like he's going to be a lineman and not a quarterback, much like me and my father, just, just remind him, nobody touches the ball more than the center. Okay. Yeah. That's what my old man told me. I was like, okay, hey, you know what? That place. I need the ball in my hands. I'm like, MJ, give me the rock. Let me shine. Uh, all right. So I think that's all on Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, great job by Michigan for sure going to the playoffs. And now all of a sudden feels like I know we clown them all year long for not playing anybody, but the clowning will officially stop now. Uh, yeah. because they look did, like did, they I, can compete with anybody. I, I saw people saying this. I think this is stupid because one win doesn't make you the best team in the country, but there are some people saying, oh, well, now, now Michigan has the best win in America. Now the, the you know, Georgia being Oregon or Georgia being Tennessee don't look as good because of those teams losing. And now yeah. or, Mich- Michigan should be one. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Just because you had yeah, for sure. one great win, shut mm-hmm. up, and <laughs> crap rest of the season does not make you now the number one team in the country. Like, they should and will continue to be two unless Georgia loses to LSU this weekend. Like, let's, I let's, think let's calm that, down uh, with that. Yeah, exactly. I think that it doesn't matter because after Georgia loses, then it'll just be a question of whether or not Georgia is still four yeah. uh, to the three loss. Hey, hey, Eric Murray, who is the last three loss SEC champion? Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm guessing it's LSU. LSU in 2001 beat the number two ranked Tennessee Volunteers who were going to who were going to go to a national championship in the Rose Bowl had they won and none other than a chubby 12-year-old T-Bob Abear and his grandfather were there at the game cheering so hard that Tennessee fans threw beer on us from above us as my Cajun grandfather yelled, your roses have winning, your roses have winning. And all these Tennessee fans, one of the best memories of my entire life. Can't wait to do it again this right. weekend with a brand new baby in my hand. All right. I, I will say something going back to this. Who should be one? Who should be two? Should be, if, if 
I've said this before, but I'm just reiterating it right now. If TCU was Oklahoma or Texas, yeah, they would be the number two team in the country right now ahead of Michigan, regardless yes. of even after this uh. win. Their resume is far superior week in and week out to what Michigan has done winning two games this year. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> Spokey Mountain so says team up 2001 ruined our program. Why? Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> a, yeah, the, they diverged there. Uh, all right, let's talk about, okay, let's stick with the big 10 actually today. I love it. Ton of big 10 news yeah. over the weekend. Some hires being made, uh, the big ones, Matt rule to Nebraska. And then really, so like that talk has been how on the horny radar were you, for a how while. Horny were, how horny were you for that on Saturday when that came Girl, out? I, I mean, I how, mean, how, I mean, just I tried my to tell goodness. y'all. I tried I to tell y'all it. the Rolf, the fixer. Okay. You need your situation fixed. You go to Matt rule. If you need your shitter fixed, you go to a plumber. Like these are just <laughs> basic life equations. Nebraska has been awful. They need to be good again. Hire Matt rule. And, and you may say, Oh, but he failed so hard in Carolina. Well, first off, I don't think failure is getting paid $40 million not to work. Okay. Let's be clear about that. But yeah. I do get what you're saying. On the field, yes, they failed. But here's the deal. It is it is proven. If you are a good college coach and you fail in the NFL and you go back to college, you do well there again, right? Look at Steve Spurrier. Yeah. Look at Nick Saban. Now, I do uh, see that Matt Rule's resume is maybe a bit compact. Like, there's not a ton to draw from, so you are still taking a bit of risk. But I don't really think Nebraska's in a situation where, like, who are they going to get? They weren't going to get a Luke Fickle. Like, like who 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 was Nebraska going to get that was better or matched the best. more perfectly? Yeah. No one. That, this this, this was the target. best that Nebraska they could have done. Yes. yes 100%. The, the two sides needed one another, and it would appear from a resume standpoint that they are both perfect for one another, both coming off of incredible disappointments when that rule finally yeah. achieving his NFL dream only to flame out wildly. And then – from Nebraska, getting Scott Frost, who looked on paper like the most perfect hire ever, only for that to flame out drastically. But now these two sides come together, and I think it's going to be huge. I, I Look, you know me. I believe in the potential of Nebraska because they got money. They got cultish buy-in. And now I think they have a guy with a process who has done it before. But by far the more surprising news was Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. I know many people mm-hmm. kind of had Jim Leonard um written in there uh but but the bigger part to me is like luke fickle turned down what like usc last year i believe um there was talk i think that florida tried to get him as well like he has had some majorly top 10 attractive jobs in the country that have come calling for him before and he said no only to now say yes to whiskey a hell of a get for the badgers uh which one was the better hire in the big 10 air uh, I will say I think Nebraska was the better hire. I, I love really? both. I think both are great. I think I think for this, the 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 fact of I think Wisconsin was the better job. Like I think the 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 you know if you're a coach and you're kind of picking between the two, I would lean towards going to Wisconsin. I think there's better resources. I think there's more fertile ground to to go recruit. Um, so there's a lot, I would say more positives there at Wisconsin compared to, to middle of nowhere, Nebraska. So for Nebraska to get, I think a, a extremely quality coach that has proven himself that, that has shown that they can rebuild a program 
and and get them off the ground and and, and get them being essentially extremely competitive. I think what they got with Matt Rule is exactly that. So I would say hell yeah to Nebraska oh. for for being able to hire him. But I love Luke Fickle. Like I've 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 covered Cincinnati probably five times in the past five years and had an opportunity to sit down and talk with him and pick his brain about coaching and and really get to see what he's done to take that program to where they are, to take a program like Cincinnati and take them to the playoffs as a group of five team. The only coach to ever do that. Um, hell yep. of a hire for them too. So it, it's, it, it's a coin toss, but I give a little bit to Nebraska because I think, once again, it's not as sexy as a job to me. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What up, y'all? You looking to get more out of this NFL season? Uh, well, check it out. Now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook. T-Bob here from the Volume's new college football show, Snaps. You should definitely listen. You should also download the sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000. So what that means is... Yeah, for your first bet, you bet up to 1000 and if you lose, you'll get free bets back in that same amount, okay? So all you do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Uh, and then, look, I don't care if you want to bet, uh, well, really, anything, NFL, college football, World Cup, whatever the case may be. But even, like, do, do, do you come late? Do you want to do same-game parlays? Do you want to bet on it live? Do you want to do futures, uh, spreads, anything and everything? It is all there for you. And even, even you know, if you want to get real crazy, like, uh, what will the next play be? It'll be a runner pass, things like that. Like they have every way that you could play there on FanDuel. Uh, never forget FanDuel now also live in Maryland. So Marylanders, make sure you get on the action with great offers, boosts just for you. Okay, just for you. Call them the Blue Crab Boosts. They don't, but I do, and they should if they don't. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel promo code SNAPS. That's promo code SNAPS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I think that, okay, the only reason why I think maybe for me it's Wisconsin is because of what I just uh, talked about, right? Like, if the jobs like USC and Florida and these other jobs couldn't attract Luke Fickle out of He's Cincinnati. He's a Midwest guy. Uh, and that is true, and that's basically what he said. Like, that's why yeah. he turned down those jobs. He didn't want to live on the West Coast, yeah. all these other stuff. Uh, but still, I don't know, man. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so maybe like maybe it's He's that simple. Way, right? that's, his, that's his personality. You want to live, yeah, maybe Life it's that simple. So you want to live in a part of the country that you want to. Yeah. And yeah. Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin, I believe, we, we talked to Bill Bender of the Sporting News today, and he said Wisconsin has won more games in the playoff era than any other school without making a playoff game. Of course, Fickle took Cincinnati to a playoff like you just alluded to. So he's landing in a better spot um, than it may seem to a lot of people, especially who have yeah. – I don't know if you haven't watched college football for like the past 10 years, whatever it has been a couple good years for Wisconsin, but it is a hell of a challenge, right? Like it's an, in, it's interesting timing for fickle where he joins like, yeah, if he had joined a couple years ago, it would have felt like, okay, all you really need to do is get through Ohio state. Well, now you have to get through Michigan and Ohio state. Yeah. Oh, and then Lincoln Riley and USC are going to be joining here in a couple of years as well. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge win for the conference, in my opinion. But, like, I wonder what the ceiling is with Wisconsin and Fickle. And I wonder what the expectations are. Like, is, is he going to be expected to do what Bielmo was doing and, you know, win the Big Ten West, threaten for Big Ten championships? Or is it national championship or bust for loose Fickle? And if that is the expectation, can you win a national championship at Wisconsin when uh, Michigan and Ohio State are at the places that they are as a program, well, I think I think the first thing before you you get to the expansion, before you get to uh, US, USC and UCLA join the conference, like there there's no reason, and I would think in a lot of Wisconsin people's minds, when you look at the West right now and you see Purdue is representing the Big Ten West in the, in, in, in that conference championship game this weekend, that hey man, let's at least just get that hurdle. Like, can we get to yeah. we bring him in can we just win the west next year can we even 
put ourselves in the conversation of competing with Ohio State or Michigan to take this conference, and then we'll continue to grow from there. So I, I love the hire. The hire makes 100% sense. He's a guy. He's a Midwest guy. Recruiting-wise, um, like I said, it's a great spot to recruit to. He knows the the, the, the type of kids that would want to go to Wisconsin. Um, I, I think, to me, you put a guy like him there as, as the head coach of Wisconsin, there's no doubt in my mind they'll, they'll compete to, to be in that conference championship next year. One, he's a great coach, and two, the, the Big Ten West is just, as we've seen this year, pretty pretty damn bad. Uh, Jay Wadley says, Wisconsin better win the West now before USC and UCLA come to the Big Ten. Well, let's be clear, yeah. though. I mean, I get what USC and Lincoln Riley have done here is very impressive year number one, but I'm not immediately just going to score uh, USC and UCLA above a Luke Fickle, Wisconsin. Like, I think they'll be very good. I, I, I just, I'm just saying that I'm also not going to put Luke Fickle, Wisconsin on Michigan and Ohio State's level quite yet. Uh, Aaron, do you think there's a situation where Luke Fickle lost Sauce Garner and like whatever it was, like four or five other NFL guys off that Cincinnati yeah. team, and he was just like, dude, I'm tired. Like I'm tired. Like like I like I finally got all these NFL guys somehow to come to Cincinnati. We get to the playoff, and even he's been good this year. Nine and three, just yeah. one loss on Sunday, very good. Sure, or Saturday, but they've been very good. They've been solid. They were ranked for much of the year, but it feels like he. It feels like this is almost him, like tacitly admitting, like, okay, I think I, I think I hit my ceiling in Cincinnati. Well, I, you could make a case that this season is just as impressive as last year. I mean, you look at the roster they had last season, and it was stacked, uh, just stacked. So, you know, can you be a group of five football team like Cincinnati, um, have that much success, have that many guys go to the NFL and are ball in the NFL, and then be able to, to be a competitive football team again the next season? And let's just look at their losses. They lost to Arkansas. At Arkansas, first game of the season, 31 to 24, one score game. They lost at UCF, a very good UCF team, 25 to 21, close game. And then they lost to the, the, the conference champion or po possibly conference champion in Tulane, 27 to 24. Every loss has been within one score. They're nine and three, have a chance to win 10 Damn. games. Like for what he lost, I could easily make a case and just did make a case that this year was just as impressive as what he did last year, leading that team to, to the playoff berth. Uh, Brum, it looks like you're back. You want to get to snips and snaps, but first Brum, uh, we, we asked you earlier, but I don't think you were there. Why, what, what's wrong with Ryan day? Why do you think Ohio state fans should be concerned with Ryan day? Oh, uh, you lost two times to your rival and have blown having a NFL caliber quarterback and you know, can't win the big one. <laughs> Born on third base, uh, thought he hit a triple. You know, how much time do you got, buddy? I love a good can't win the big one. When did he win the Big Ten like four or five years in a row? But I feel you. Like that is the thing at Ohio State. It's Has been Michigan since 2019. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Been a long time. Now, now, yeah, now you got to do the day count thing, right? Where you add up the actual days. I, I mean, I don't know. It's been like 746 days since the last time they beat Michigan. Like, that's uh, it's, it's all about. I think we're getting like nine. Only, only won like a playoff game days. in the COVID year, frauds. frauds. Oh, there you go, dude. Uh, no, uh, I, I do. Okay. So I, people I are saying, you know, maybe get Urban out of the booth and back on the sideline, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, I've been saying it all year. Actually, if you. <laughs> 
if you look at the stats, um, when Ohio State became the overwhelming offensive force that we think of it now, it was like when Ryan Day got there. Like JT Barrett, who we thought was awesome, threw for 24 touchdowns that year that we thought he was awesome. Now Ohio State quarterbacks over 40 and 50 every single year. Um, we have gone long. Imagine that without the predictatorial oversight of uh, Ryan Brumley. Um, we need to get the snips and snaps. Oh, I want to make fun of Auburn, though. Because well, guess just what? make fun of the Auburn sun, then. Just make fun of Auburn. Yeah, make it a snip. Make it a snip. The sun rises in the east. It sets in the west. And Auburn is a toxic civil war once again. Like, stop me if you heard this one before. Auburn's going through a coaching search and a civil war has erupted as uh, once Lane said no to stay at Ole Miss. You had the very predictable reaction of a lot of people like, well, good, I didn't want Lane anyway. I don't really think he would have fit. And then uh, Auburn's plan B Lane's the entire time. not really time. an Auburn guy anyway. I know, dude. That Will Herring video was so freaking dumb. Uh, but there's been a lot of that, right? Like, Lane would not have fit. Blah, 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 blah. And then uh, plan B, Hugh Freeze from Liberty, of course, somebody who's won a lot of good football games. But imagine this. Controversy erupted among the fan base when it was announced they were going to hire Hugh Freeze. Who could have seen it coming? I, I mean, why? Hugh Out Freeze, controversial, field. the head coach of Liberty? Can't mm. believe it, Aaron. You're shaking your head. Which part of this are you shaking your head at? Uh, you you're in a position to hire, I think, two very, very, very good coaches, and either one can can turn your program around in a year. And you're just just bitching a moment. Just hire Cadillac. Just hire Cadillac. You know, Lack is 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 you want Lack. The fans want Lack. You could probably get him a little bit cheaper too. The fans do Coach not Lack. want lag, dude. The fans they do not want lag. Auburn they fans would Lack. be furious if they actually committed really to lag. So? I don't think so. Uh, so this is I how I view. So. This is how I view head coaches. This is how I view head coaches. They're CEOs. They're motivators yeah, for sure. This is why I think Dion. This is why I think Dion would would be a successful head coach somewhere if given the opportunity at a at a Power Five school. You don't need to be an X's and O's guy. You don't need to be. Lane Kiffin. What does Nick Saban know about X's offense? and O's? Yeah, look, I, I, he does <laughs> on defense. He knows a lot about it on defense. But you don't need to necessarily do that if you can hire good OCDC. But if you can motivate a team, which Lack has shown that he can, and recruit, and then hand it and, and go raise money and go help with NIL any way you can, that's all you need to do. You don't need to go out there and deal with the X's and O's. I don't disagree because either these are the exact same arguments that we had um, when a case was being built for Ed Ogeron to get the head coach at LSU job, and and it worked wonders there. I mean, yeah. it, it 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 wasn't the original hiring process was not flawed. It was maybe just how Coach O handled the success of putting together that fifteen and zero season, um, yeah. and, and everything that happened thereafter that ended up being the downfall there. But I do think that Auburn fans would not be happy with Lack. Now, maybe it wouldn't be the drama, but like Dion would have to say no. Dion, if you cannot, you cannot give offer Lack if Dion's still on the board. The problem is Auburn fans, thanks to you, Aaron Murray, have been sitting here sniffing their own farts about how they're a top ten job, and you know, last four coaches except for Brian Harson have coached or played for national championships, and now they can't even get a coach. Lane said no. He said, "I don't want. I, it's too. T- I don't want any piece of that. I'm staying in Oxford. They're gonna pay me nine million. I can't I'm not believe dealing that. With y'all's BS drama. He's chilling. 
He's chilling just like we said he might. And then now you got Hugh Freeze who desperately wants to be there. If only Hugh could have avoided DMing a, 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 a young woman who was part of a sexual assault case against the president of his university in the middle of the case. Hugh can't help himself. And that's the funniest uh, part about this is you have all these Auburn fans talking about how, like, okay, there's that Will Herring video who's a former Auburn linebacker. And he does this whole video based on what, uh you know, the great integrity of Hugh Freeze. And I want to be clear. Every personal I've, interaction I've had with Hugh Freeze has been awesome. He was coaching yeah. Ole Miss back in the day when I was being recruited. He was so kind. And so nice. He's a very good recruiter in terms of like he remembered you and your family. When I saw him years later, it's the exact same thing. I have never had a negative personal interaction with man. Unfortunately, his actions outside of whatever interactions I've had with him would not speak to stuff like integrity necessarily. Yeah. So to watch all these Auburn fans sound try to decision making away. <laughs> but like these Auburn fans want to act like Lane's a bad guy and Hugh Freeze is a good guy just because Hugh Freeze evangelizes, and and I think that's a little absurd. Well, like, because Lane, because you know, because Lane did Lane said no. It's like it's like oh, I didn't like her anyways. I, I didn't want to take yes. her out to dinner. Yes. I didn't want her to be my girlfriend. No, she didn't want you, and now you're making some sort of excuse. Like I guarantee you, right now, if both guys walked into Auburn's front office today and said, "Give me the job." Every fan and their mother would say, "We want Lane Kiffin." You're just sad because yep. he said yes, no. Yes, 100. percent He denied 100%. you. 100. percent And now and you're now, trying to act now, like you didn't want. And now they're him. doing the middle gymnastics of, "Well, Lane's not yes. an Auburn man anyway, and he wouldn't fit yeah, in." Bullshit. It's like, okay, so wait, wait. So you don't like Lane because he has consensual relationships, maybe like a co-ed or a younger woman or something, but like because Hugh Freeze professes Bible verses, he gets to sleep with prostitutes on the company's phone and i have no problem with sex working okay i have no problem with prostitutes whatsoever okay in fact i think it should be legalized right i think it should be legalized so it's like so everybody has protection in the deal and you can have rights as workers and everything like i have no moral or ethical uh problem with literally the oh. oldest profession in the world but the problem yeah. is when you say one thing and you do another that's the disconnect and that is quite literally like you can have integrity and and sleep with prostitutes if you say that you do that's the whole point of integrity are you the person that you claim to be yes. and that's the problem with you freeze is that it just feels like there's a bit of a disconnect there and he has a track record where there's not just one or two but there's like three or four things that would maybe speak to that all right, snips and snaps, snips and snaps. Yeah, uh, that, is that your first snip? I'll give you. I'll say I'm that's your first Auburn. snip. Yes, yeah, yeah. you're snipping on. All right, all right. Let me get my, my first snip. Uh, I'm gonna snip the ACC. Man, just gotta bury that conference. Just bury the ACC. Uh, ACC, Georgia beat Georgia Tech. That's one win for the SEC. Uh, South Carolina you, beat. Hold on, Clemson. hold on, hold on. You, you, and your show who runs the state tweet get the hell out of here could that be any more forced this is my no one snap. is sitting here is saying snap, georgia tech runs the snake <laughs> this is my this is my snap t bob all right okay. uh so let's let's calm down over here all right so uh where was i so georgia beats georgia tech clemson loses south carolina kentucky beats louisville that's three uh they won the big three and then Florida lost to Florida State. So three and one SEC taking down the ACC. Uh ACC yeah. not gonna make the playoffs this year. So 
big snip to that uh, so-called conference. But it's basketball season. It's okay. But then I think North Carolina lost this weekend a couple times. They did. Correct. They did. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a rough, mm. rough couple weeks for UNC yeah. fans. Uh, hey, the Coxman. That's my snap. How about it? Beamer ball. The best two back-to-back wins in program history. I remember weeks ago, we yeah. begged the Cox to keep Clemson from this stolen Valor playoff. And freaking I'll be damned if Spencer Rattler and the Cox didn't get it done this weekend. But also, Aaron, yes, I am snipping your tweet about let's prove who runs Georgia. Like anybody is sitting prove. here. I just said we run this state. We run this state. If Coke no, tweeted no, no, Pepsi, no. let's prove who runs soda. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I don't even snip. know if Pepsi plays, dude. It'd be like Cope and RC Cola. Like when we are done, like like Georgia Tech is it now? I like the Willie Fritz hire if it goes through, but Georgia Tech's irrelevant. All right, All right. You got uh, my my next snip, uh, and he just got snipped along with me now getting snipped too after uh, number two is now here. Uh, Texas A and M <laughs> fires, and, and thank you to the chat for alerting us on this one. Happened thirty four minutes ago. Texas A and M football fires OC Daryl Dickey after five seasons with the Aggies. Uh, so is it time for Jimbo to bring some fresh blood? Finally, is this the first move? The first domino has fallen to bring in some new innovative OC to spruce things up there for the Aggies. Um, here it is the tweet from November 26. Let's show them yellow jacket emoji. Who runs this state? Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to snap Aaron's new baby miles, um, and mama Shannon getting it done. Um, Sharon. and, uh, what I say, Shannon, Oh my God, yeah. you go, you go for a nice, <laughs> the amount of time go. she gets, the amount of time she says that someone calls <laughs> oh, her Shannon. It's oh, okay. No. Oh no. All hey, right, you, dude, we gotta go. Been, I feel hey, awful. Do you, do you have, do you have, uh, do you have names picked out yet? Uh, I'm thinking maybe Camille. And if it's a boy, it'll be Bobby Joseph Faber the fourth. Quad Bob. Little oh, yeah. queasy. Quad Bob. Little QB, baby. <laughs> All right, we have to go. Uh look, uh uh like uh and like the video, subscribe to the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Thank you to FanDuel. Sign up for FanDuel Sports. We got promo code Snaps. Please, 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 uh, if you listen to the podcast, rate it, review it, share it with your friends. Um, huge thank you to Aaron Murray. Huge thank you to Pat Gunner, Paul Farrington, Danny Cardenas, Ryan Brumley. Thank you to everybody hanging out in the chat. We love you so, 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 so much. Uh, be feeling better. Hopefully tomorrow, bring our A game, my A game, excuse me. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for brand new snaps. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.